So you're doing it again. It's because I like it. It's an old guy thing, if you're aware, but old guys often neglect their personal hygiene in this. Shaving is for the birds. <laughs> I could believe that. Right, skin. Haircuts are for the birds. Yeah, fortunately, I graduated oh. from hair, haircuts decades ago, uh, so I don't have to have that done. But uh, shaving, sadly, now these days, if I don't shave, I hit full rummy status in about four days. I just look like... Yeah, don't take my spot under the bridge while I'm in here talking to you guys. Because <laughs> I just look like hell. Okay. And listeners out there, we'd like to welcome Candace. Candace S., I guess. It used to be Candace A. Candace from Ottawa. From. Is that right? Yes. Still <laughs> Ottawa? Are you what? Ottawa right now? I guess it's actually technically Canada. Oh, okay. You Okay. Because you, you did go to. Edmonton. Edmonton for a bit. And then we went back to Ottawa, but uh, moved outside the city to Canada. There you go. Perf. So we have to warn you that if you say the smartest, most well-thought thing you've ever said in your entire life this afternoon. I doubt Something that. you wish your progeny will hear for the rest of their lives, you're at some risk for never having it recorded because we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> But, uh, but, we, but we think, but we think we're we do. okay. <laughs> okay. And Candace is um, just dropping into the big city to see what's going on. So she thought she'd come by. Although initially she was a little bit leery about doing a podcast. But then what happened? You tell us. Well, my daughter and her husband says, you should do it. I think it would be fun. Did, do, have they heard it? Uh, Probably no. not. No. Oh, oh, that's oh, that's cool. So they just on spec now. Are are is your daughter the kind of kid who makes malicious fun suggestions? No. <laughs> come on, mom, go skydiving. It'll be fun. No. Oh, come on, do the longest free dive you've ever tried in your whole life. It'll be fun. She would be the complete opposite. She oh, would so tell she me, re- I don't think you should do that, mom. Oh. Mm-hmm. And yet she advised you to come in here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, and she's she's a doctor in Va- in Vancouver, right? Or she has she become still yes she's anesthesia last uh, last year of her uh, five year residency. Potentially, she would be uh, having four more years of training. She wow. she's already done how many? Eight undergrad nine. med school and then and four years of residency. So she's already done twelve years. Wow. <laughs> Why not? But she's only th- not quite thirty, so yeah, that's not bad. And what's your son doing? <laughs> uh, he works uh, within cybersecurity as a software developer. He has a degree in mathematical engineering. Yeah, I thought he was a engineer. Engineer. Yeah. No. Like he's a, yeah. He's, kind of. Yeah. No. He's mathematical. Cool. So those both sound like pretty successful people. So I guess we can rule out an insurance motive for their advice on what might be fun and not might be fun. <laughs> They're not probably trying to kill you, you know, unless there's something else we're not talking about in here. It's not for the money anyways. So that's good. Correct. That's good. Now, so we didn't mention in the very brief intro about Candace that she is a longtime listener. And has provided supportive remarks at key times for us in those dark days of February. <laughs> Where's the next episode? I can't wait. We don't get much of that, oddly. Aww. So it's really a pleasure to have you in here. 
well. Because well, that's good. Well, I appreciate you guys doing the podcast. It's quite nice to listen to you. Oh, that's good. I feel like I'm sitting around the table listening to you guys having a conversation. And also, um, Candace also was uh, pretty well there right from the beginning as far as our history is concerned. Right? Yeah. What, our personal yeah. history or our podcast history? No, personal. Like, yeah. you know, I, I mean. Yeah, from the same hometown, all that. Yeah. Yeah. So, and Absolutely. then after, I mean, after high school, maybe a little bit in high school, but after high school, you were, we were hanging together quite a lot. Yeah, actually. for a couple of years seven, before seven, I left. Seven, seven, six yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. seven, so Candace, seven, six. So now do you go around telling everybody that you knew the shed dogs before they were shed dogs? Do you? Uh, yeah. Is that a thing you bring up a lot with friends? <laughs> Hey, Only the ones you know that have listened guys? to it. Yeah, all six of them. Is, is there six people that listen to this thing? Well, that's right. Not not fair. There are. I'm sure there are. I have nephews and nieces. <laughs> <laughs> that's about what it is. Uh, one of the things that I noticed in Facebook, I didn't know way back in the day, a thousand years ago, that you were all about design and all about fabric and textile and all of that. Has that been a career thing? Is it... Uh, it, or is it just a really deep hobby? I don't know if there's a difference. Mm. It was a it was a hobby in the beginning, but then I took my career into the food uh, aspect of things. But after my kids had grown up a bit, I start got back into the sewing, and then I got back into the pattern making and took some courses. And, and so, do you, do you make a living at that? Like that's that's uh, I guess, the part difference? time right now. I am. I'm working at a fabric store where they make clothes for people as well as sell fabric and teach. Wow. So, yeah. And are you a maker? I am a maker of clothes. So you don't get in there and pitch people on this, I, that, or the other. I don't do the retail side. No. Rock solid. We approve of not doing the retail side. <laughs> <laughs> we're because we're creative genii in here, and our sales team really is lacking. We don't even have t-shirts or anything. Mm. We have business cards, thanks, RJ. But uh, oh, that's interesting. How long have you been doing that for? Like I, when you say when your kids got a little older, that could be anything from 20 years ago to 10 years ago to 15. I don't know. I think I started taking the courses at Algonquin around 2010, 2009, 2010. I started taking their fashion design courses. Huh. Yeah. So since then, did a little interning with a, a fashion designer in Ross in uh, Ottawa for about two years. So and does that mean... Mm-hmm. That you were one of, in my experience, very few people who took home ex seriously back in the day in high school? Yeah, I guess so. Because I did go into food. And what did you do in food? I took, uh, actually at VVI, I took the basic cook training, and then I took uh, hotel and food service management at BCIT, and then I went to Pierre de Brule Culinary School. And oh. okay, he did his year program. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure I knew all that, but I just you did. I forgot I did most of it. Yeah, all I here. Did not. So all yeah, here, yeah. and then because I had a question coming about why Ottawa. What are you doing in Ottawa? It's cold out there. Well, I went to the Arctic first, <laughs> then I went to Ottawa. <laughs> Please tell me that was not <laughs> by job necessity, was it? Uh, I was more curiosity, but yeah. um, where in the Arctic? Where? Uh, Resolute Bay. Oh. Okay, here's one for you. This has been a repeated topic on here. How do you say that word for the far north? Arctic. Do you say it like that? Mm -hmm. Arctic? Arctic. And is that how they do it in Resolute Bay too? I don't know. 
it was kind of we worked in a base camp, so all you heard, all you really were connected with or associated with were uh, scientists and the support people. The scientists probably would have said Arctic, like any mm-hmm. yes. well-read person would say That's Arctic. Right, yeah. I'm, and I used to skin in the old days. They're having words; they may go. <laughs> <laughs> I just say Arctic. So Resolute Bay, jeez. That's what you said, right? Resolute, Resolute Bay. Bay. Yeah. yeah, it was Polar Continental Shelf Project. So they support the scientists and uh, get them out onto the field to do all of their work. And is that where you met your husband? I did. Uh-huh. Wow. He was working for Bradley Air Services flying 748s. I don't even know what that is. It's a type of uh, propeller aircraft. It was mo- it was an aircraft type that they used up there to haul fuel and supplies and yeah. getting people out onto the field. So the dashing young man with the scarf and goggles? Not quite, but... (laughs) (laughs) Close. Close. (laughs) Oh, that's fun. And then so... It intrigued... I met a lot of people from Ottawa up there. So I decided to go and check out Ottawa. And have you skated the Rideau Canal? Many times. Okay, because my understanding is that's pretty much a prerequisite for residency in Ottawa. If you haven't done that, they kick you out after a year. Something like skiing in Rossland, yeah. Yeah, no, they just it's a requirement for residency, I'm telling you. They send you across the river to Quebec if you can't skate. And just for the record, I myself have skated the Rideau Canal, and it was awesome. Ah. It was really fun. I was over there for work many years ago, mm-hmm. and I actually took my skates with me because I knew it was freakishly cold. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, after November 15th, everyone knows that... Ontario in general is hell. Uh, and so I took him with, and it was really cool, super windy, skated out, and was essentially able to sail back right across whatever that lake is down there. You skate about five miles out. Oh, Dow's Lake. I guess so, yeah. yeah. I went across to the other side, upwind, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then turned around and opened up my jacket and just had it push me all the way back. Oh, it was so fun. So fun. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Ottawa, and then now what? Retirement. Are you going to retire there or are you going to go someplace no, more temperate? Very temperate. The Okanagan is our destination of choice. Mm, Vernon. Nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. I was just in Vernon. Ah, uh, in we were August. too. Are you house hunting? We were. Condo hunting or a, a house, house, house? House. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Nice. We were just there a couple of days ago. Nice. Anything mm-hmm. you like? We did. Make an offer? Possibly. Oh, getting close then. Did you, didn't you? Well, it's over our budget, but it's overpriced for the area. The comparables were not um, in sync with what they were asking. So uh, there's some conversations going on, let's just say right now. So So you're prepared to make an offer if they make a sound that suggests it's worthwhile even making an offer like that. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I got to say, I really did like, I hadn't been in Vernon since mm-hmm. KG and I were through there in 95, but just up there just now, I just thought, geez, really nice. I mean, as long as you don't ever have to go to Kelowna for any reason at all, because traffic is worse than anything down here. It is. It is. Uh, but Vernon's nice. Kalamalka Lake. Kalamalka Lake. Really yeah. nice. So I would go back. The only thing I've got to warn you, especially as a culinary appreciator, Mm-hmm. Those restaurants, they closed pretty darn early there in Vernon. Yes, I think for that, you'd need to go to the wineries for the down into Kelowna. Yeah. There are a few good restaurants in Vernon, I've heard. but I think there are, but they all close at 8. 
It's okay. Skinny. I go to bed at 9.30, so eight's know. good. <laughs> well, we were there, well, what day of the week? Yeah, no, it was a Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Whatever we were doing ended at about quarter to eight. And so it was then find a restaurant. And honest, the, between eight and nine. Some were open as late as nine. And we ended up eating in a Denny's because, like, you could have McDonald's or Denny's or nothing, kind of. And I thought, When was this again? That was in August. We went up there to see the closing ceremonies for an air cadet training week. I know. I have varied interests. How was the uh, air cadet ceremony skin? <laughs> oh, it was pretty, pretty great. Yeah. Actually, a lot of people marching around doing stuff, you know, like bump, bump, not, not exciting. But the sunset was unbelievable. Mm. Just this gigantic sky. And of course, it's on a really big, wide open, flat place. Mm-hmm. And there's this gigantic sky in behind of all these guys. We're facing west and they're marching around doing whatever. And you sort of think, this is fantastic. Somebody should say or do something really epic in here because that sky <laughs> merits a really epic speech or behavior. But the one thing uh, about the thing, the, the ceremony itself, so they fire guns, right? Mm-hmm. It's military deal. So they, holy dino, those things are loud. Yeah. I just, uh, it sounds, I suppose that's sort of an obvious thing to say, but a I A little bit surprising when you oh, haven't been standing. Rifles, like, right? Yeah, like the rifles. Salutes. And they're doing the salutes. And yeah. woo, I was plugging my ears like they do in comedy movies, you know, just because it hurt your eardrums. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, I just couldn't believe it. Those guys, and they all had little earplugs. All the little cadets had earplugs. All the little fans. All the moms and dads. Maybe the presumption is you're near deaf anyways when you're as old as this, but... And so how old is the kid who's going, graduating? 16. Yeah, Air Cadets goes from about 12 to about 18, something like that. Why are you giving me that look? What? Oh, I don't know. I'm just intrigued. I knew they went someplace, because you see they're out on the streets already, right, for um, yeah, so Remembrance Day. Yeah, Yeah, and I'm always surprised these... I mean, I was a sea cadet for about a week or something, <laughs> but I, it yeah. was it was just the option of oh fun we get to get a ride to trail. <laughs> well, know? yeah, and it, they're they're in it for the same stuff, right? They get to fire rifles and go in planes, go and to gliders, camp. go to camp, uh, boss other kids around. That's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. You know, lord it over somebody who isn't a staff sergeant, whatever yeah, the hell cool. it is. And uh, I was going to ask about the relative value of your Ottawa and hopefully Vernon Holmes. Like, are you going to have a pile of cash in your pocket? Is there a big difference? Average house in Ottawa is about 400 and some thousand dollars. That all? That's it. Really? Yeah. Now the market has skyrocketed in Ottawa. Um, I don't know if it's high tech or because of the markets in Toronto uh, being so high in cost that people are live in Ottawa but commute. But Ottawa has always been an anomaly because it is a, is a federal government town. Well, and I was thinking about that, how unfair it is that the home of lots and lots of very good jobs also happens to be the home of reasonably affordable housing. Like, mm-hmm. what a ripoff. Mm-hmm. If, you, if it's a place where you can get a great job, you should charge in an arm and a leg for a house, damn it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, like, really. Do you have uh, tales from the shuttle this week? I don't... Oh, I do have one. (laughs) 
I had a guy in the car. He told me, he got in, and he's ancient guy in his 80s. And he's, and he's wearing a toque, and he's got the four days growth, and he's wearing, he's all peppy, right? And he's wearing rough-looking clothes, and I'm picking him up somewhere in West Van. So, And he gets in, and within the first minute, he's telling me he's got a 82 Toyota Land Cruiser with almost a million miles on it. He bought it in 82. He didn't buy it new. Almost a million miles. Says. Whoa. And I said, oh, I mean, I was just blown, of course. And he put some kind of additive in the fuel. It's got a four-cylinder diesel, and he put some kind of additive in the fuel that adds oxygen to the diesel fuel. So you burn more of your fuel, and you don't have so many deposits. It runs a lot cleaner. I've been using that from day one. You put, like, two thimblefuls in a 40-liter <laughs> tank or whatever. Just like, so I asked him, like... Uh, good morning you know like whatever he's just going and then it was uh well what about rust how's the body he said well you know the 82s they're pretty rather steel is bad they'd go to ashes but uh, the body's pretty good i put this marine paint on it you gotta flash rust the steel that's how the paint works it bonds with the rust and the frame is good uh rocker panels are gone those are done but and then i had the doors replaced uh, oh my god i asked him for pictures <laughs> And if I ever get that guy again, I'm going to suck up madly because I would love to have that truck. Just love to have that thing. And I would also love to have remembered whatever the wonder products that he told me were. Because yeah. it was a, some additive for diesel fuel, but he said it also works for gasoline. <sighs> so, oh well. That's I oxygen. It. I missed it. So why do you do the job? Because you like to drive? Uh, because I do like to drive. Mainly, I like to talk. It's really <laughs> a good job for talking to people. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's kind of a surprise, eh? Like, normally I make this impression as reticent. But no, I do like to talk. Did I miss the sad story? No, no. I didn't. No, no tears. No, nothing. Ever since I started carrying uh, Starbucks nappies in the glove box in the event of tears, I haven't had any criers in the car. So. Yeah. A little, I can't say I'm disappointed, but I'm a little. You were going to say something about uh, the K-drama noise just when you came in. Oh, yeah. That's a fun thing, too. Tell us that one. So, okay. This is kind of fun, actually. So, the first part of it is, because I'm such a grown-up, I uh, did my own taxes last year and screwed them up. And so, I got a very late tax assessment in a prior episode i probably spend 20 straight minutes ranting about the cra but we don't have to go over all that again right now the therapy's been pretty effective i've dealt with most of that anger so this year i was hesitant to do my own taxes again right because i thought i'm not sure i really understand exactly what i did last year they send you things as you didn't claim your capital gains okay but really the bigger question is where was that again? What was that capital gain on again? Exactly. Which of my many fabulously canny ex investments was that? No idea. So I took a run through in July and it, my run through suggested the government owed me 500 bucks. <laughs> I thought, nah, I don't think that's right. <laughs> so finally in September, I just caved and I went to H&R Block, right? So I, and and I just phoned him. I grabbed all my paperwork, which was just a big mess. Like when I was doing it in July, I took, I don't know how many copies of everything CRA already had on file for me, printed them out. And I just threw it all in this 
folder. And I was going to Park Royal to shop for my daughter's birthday present. And I thought, I'm going to bring this folder and I'm going to phone those guys. Damn it, I'm going to phone them. I got to get this done. Damn it. So I did. I phoned them from Park Royal. And she said, give me your social insurance number. And I did. By the time I got there, about a half an hour later, she pretty much had my taxes done. Her name is Teresa Her, H-E-R. She's this Korean woman, about, I would say, probably mid-50s, 30-year-old daughter, I found out. And she was just on fire. Man, she knew her stuff. She just marched me through all this stuff. She pointed out exactly what it was. And how did I get to this? She made all those noises that the actors in K-dramas make. Oh, it's way too much money. Oh, those, and those facial expressions, you know, <laughs> where they pinch up their whole face oh, like that. She did it all while she was talking. Oh, I just loved her. She was really good. She knew. And she, she was pitching me on taking the courses to be a basic tax guy. And I was within an ace of signing up because I thought I would listen to what this woman said in a tax course. And you know she would make sure you were clear. She would know if you were trying to hide your misunderstanding. And she would. She said, I make sure they pass. Some of them won't work here because they're not that good. I think you would be good. You know, we need more people here. Wow. The killer was that they only pay minimum wage. Really? Yeah. Isn't that funny? You're dealing with people's life savings. You're potentially getting them into all kinds of trouble with Revenue Canada. Because unless you pay them extra money, they're kind of not liable for whatever the hell yeah, happens, yeah. you know. And they're paying you minimum wage. So when you go see the guy at H&R Block and you're all impressed with their deep knowledge and expertise, just remember they're getting like thirteen sixty-five an hour to do it. So she was really, I really liked her though. She was just on the job. And she told me, you know, okay, so do this, go and ask to have your taxes put up just a little bit. That'll cover some of that capital gain that you're making. Also, you have 5,000 left in your RSP. Make sure you get that done. I just forgot about it this year. Make sure you get that done. Because then she told me the difference when you go to a service like H&R Block, if you have a return coming to you, their pay is a cut of your return. Mm -hmm. If you're going to pay, it's based on your income. Mm. my case, I paid $280 for their help. And that was with a $50 coupon that she found for me someplace. And if I had a thousand dollars coming back to me instead, I would have paid them a total of about 85 bucks to do my return because they would take a percentage. Right. right. I just thought she was awesome. And I would like to take her course because, <laughs> so that was fun. And what was really amusing and fun and charming about it though, was she was fully Korean. All the way. I just loved her. Teresa Her, ladies and gentlemen. Remember that. Um, now, what else have we got? I, I'm hoping, Candice, that you have a number of penetrating questions you want to ask us. Is that, is that a miss? Uh, Ooh, the coffee has arrived. Oh, good. My question to you is, did you use TurboTax or something online when you uh, did I your I used taxes? Tax Freeway, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's garbage in, garbage out. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And I just, I Whatever just, you put in. I failed to recognize that one of the documents that my bank had sent me told me that I had made money. I, I got out of a mutual fund and got into something else and on the turnover. And I think the reason I forgot it was such a nominal amount, you know, it was a really crappy return. It was like, oh, well. But yeah, tax freeway, pretty good. Hmm. So I had to change doctors. My doctor retired. So I changed doctors and the new she is korean which thrilled me to death of course 
anyway, so I go in for uh, just my kind of my first visit. Uh, she's already she sort of has to wait to get because my original doctor didn't everything was on paper. And so they had to make it all PDF. So somebody had to spend a lot, a lot of time doing that. Anyway, so we had to wait for that. Then she says, okay, so then I do, um, I, w- I said I had this thing with my heart. So I wore a Holter monitor for 24 hours. Yeah. I got blood work done because for whatever. Um, she asked me to do homework to keep, to go to um, get my blood pressure checked, you know, at the drugstores. So I was doing that. So I get this call and... Uh, She's Korean, but I think all the other doctors are Chinese. There might be one white guy in there, but maybe. I'm not sure. All the receptionists are Chinese, I, I think. Uh, Mr. McNulty, um, uh, you, uh, uh, Dr. Song would like you to come in on uh, Thursday at 3 o'clock. I said, oh, can't do that. No, it is urgent. Well, I'm sorry, I can't, I just, I just can't, uh, you know, what, what do you mean it's urgent? Well, it's for your halter monitor. Um, well, could, could it, could I, could we do this on Monday or something? No, no, doctor say it's urgent. Okay, and then I, I finally, because I had a really big day on the Friday, I guess, but I realized that the three o'clock on Friday, I could I had two things on either side of it, but I could get up there. I'm thinking, oh, halter monitor urgent. So I'm thinking, okay, okay, I'll go. So I get up there, and I'm, I've am i been to a wine and cheese. No, no, I've been to a photo shoot. So I'm in a suit, and I didn't have time to go home. I'm on the bus, so I'm dressed in a suit. I go in there, and, and then one of the ladies says, okay, Kevin. She, and I, I go in the room. She says, you sit down right there. She's pointing to a chair. Sit down right there. Okay. I'm really not sure. She's five foot nothing, right? Maybe late 30s. Okay. Anger management issues. We do uh, blood pressure. Blood pressure. Okay. And it's um, it's not the ones where they got to do this. It's one of the machines. It just goes on its own, right? She puts it on. She steps outside the room like about 10 feet away and watches me and I'm thinking why did why did you have to go like she I think she can still see the numbers from where she was and then it finishes and it's way low it's like 107 my top number I've never had below 130 as far as I know I said oh I said whoa that's uh, really low yeah yeah whoa, good number good number oh the first thing I did the first thing I did was I guess I wouldn't. Did she say sit there? I'll be right back. That's what she did. And she then she left. She, she, maybe she didn't say anything about the blood pressure. So anyway, I got up to wash my hands. So I'm behind the door. The doors were like, you know how small those little offices are. Behind the door, I'm washing my hands. And I'm then I'm drying my hands with paper. And I, she sort of bumps the door. And I sort of stick my head around. She said, you sit down in that chair. And I said, I'm... I'm just drying my hands, I, like I show her the paper and everything. You, oh, <laughs> that's the nurse, or, or is it the receptionist? Well, the, or is it the assistant. It's not. Okay, okay. It's not the doctor. Maybe. Maybe I don't know if they're nurses. Anyway, okay. And uh, blood pressure. She says, "Okay, you come with me. I'm getting my weight and my height checked. So this is part of a physical, right?" 
And the whole thing was, I'm on the phone to the receptionist originally. I said, well, so uh, am I getting my blood work and the physical too? No, no, just hold her. Just hold her. You, it's urgent. Okay, so I'm thinking I'm just going there for this one little bit of information, right? So then so I get on the scale. I'm exactly 170 pounds, which is down a little bit, muscle going away. But then I get on the thing. She can't reach really high enough. <laughs> and she still doesn't want to get near me, right? So I don't know. She sort of gets up there. And I don't know if I would just turn my head. But then sort of when I, when I kind of resumed, I said, uh, no, that's, that's not right. I, uh, it's actually, I'm taller than what this says. It's, it's actually pushing down on my head a little bit too much. So I'm actually reaching up there. And she sort of goes to reach. But then she said, never mind, never mind. Okay, you're done. Right? So, okay. <laughs> So I go ahead. And then finally, did, did anything else happen with this wonderful woman? Anyway, she just really, I, I said, um, now, I said to her, now, wait a second. Um, I asked, when I talked to the front desk, I asked them about a, a, a physical. And they said, well, she didn't, as soon as I opened my mouth, she knew that I was going to be complaining about something. And she says, okay, okay. And she just moved away again. Like she didn't, I don't, I don't know why I scared her, but I scared her. Anyway, Dr. Song comes in and I tell her all this and she's kind of laughing it off. She, but I, I think I should write it sort of a formal letter saying, you know, you're worried about uh, like there's signs like verbal abuse and physical abuse against anybody working in the office, right? There's little signs here and there. Even this is at Oak Ridge too. It's not like the downtown east side. But I'm thinking, I'm I'm feeling uncomfortable that this lady doesn't really like whatever she's doing, and I don't even know why. Right? Anyway, I wonder if her manner set somebody else off who did yell at her, and that's when the signs went up, and that's why she's being so standoffish. She doesn't know what it is about her manner that makes people angry. She just knows that it has happened. Yeah. Yeah. So is this Korean doctor a doctor that's been trained in Canada, or has she come from another country and trained in... Oh, she's country? been here six years. She's only been in Canada six years? Yeah. And is is the doctor okay? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, she's really good. Like, really good, I think. Huh. So, what's this urgent matter, doctor? <laughs> you know, that's kind of... Yeah. Oh, uh, the halter monitor? Oh, just... Oh, I didn't... I haven't even seen the results of that. I think, what? Well, you should have said what. Are you fucking kidding me? I said, well, I said, that's the reason I'm here. What did she say, though? She said, oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. So she starts looking through. And of course, now that everything's in PDF. Can't find it. It's, uh, she yeah. finally does. Uh, she said, oh, yes, 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 yes. And I don't, I don't know what she said. There's, she said, there's a possibility that your heart is skipping every so often. And so we need to check that out. Like a heart murmur? Arrhythmia, yeah. Arrhythmia. I don't know if she, I don't know exactly what she said. I said, okay, so what do we do about that? Well, she says, for, uh, first you got to get a stress test, but she said, I'll set you, set you up with a cardiologist so he can kind of go through everything, right? And so I just got, yesterday I got my... Um, stress test set up. So I'm sure a cardiologist doesn't even book you until that's done. So who knows when I'll see that guy, probably after Christmas, I'm thinking. And I said, uh, 
I said my blood work because I had seen my blood work already. Because if you do life labs, you get it online, right? Which is kind of nice. And there was one red flag, and I said I only had one red flag, and she said, "Oh, uh, and it's L. It's the low cholesterol count." And she said, "That's a good red flag. It's actually below." normal and she says we like that and she said everything is good liver function good kidney function good no um well i know like i think they do diabetes cholesterol all that stuff anyway all that was good anyway it was fun it was fun and i say to her when she comes in i say anesio she laughs <laughs> and then on the way out of course i should have had something planned like a whole line like doctor i'm here for my physical or you know something on the way out, I say, and yet, see, I can't even say it right off. The, it's and it's anyeseo, it's, except it's anyeseo, anyeseo. That means goodbye. Oh. You just throw a, a guess in there. Anyeseo, anyeseo. So I said, anye, and I kind of stumbled over. Then I said, anyeseo, and she laughs again. And she goes out, and she's right across the hallway from where I am. And I'm still kind of doing my shirt up and stuff, right? So I'm in there, and I'm I'm been humming for the whole time because I. I tend to hum when I'm... Nervous? No, no, I do it all the time these days for whatever reason. But I'm humming, and then I'm, but I'm practicing. I'm, I'm going, and you guess so, and you guess so, and you guess so. But I'm sort of doing it to myself. But uh, then I kind of go out, and she's standing there just looking at it. She's, she's really enjoying it. So that's the end of that story. So the moral of that story is good help's hard to get. <laughs> well, because it's the help, right? Doctors well, find the helps out the there. that's the future of us. Well, I, but I also think about think, that. There's not many. I th- well, it's not just, it's just the help in general. It's the help. So I had a public service announcement. Oh, yes. And it has to do with your automotive services. Yes, PJ, go on. Automotive services. I don't know if I already ranted about this or not. You might have. Have I? I don't know. You don't know. You're just saying that on spec. Tell me which one and I'll see if I remember brakes. anything. Brakes. I was doing brakes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So the aforementioned Angie, I've mentioned her in connection with badminton, which I think you did miss. She got told, as we record, it's early October. She got told in early January of this same year that the brakes on her car, a 2011 Honda CRV. We're at 25% left, and she needed to have something done about that. Mm-hmm. So she asked me, well, how long is 25% going to last? And I said, well, have you ever had your brakes changed in the front? She said, no, don't think so. I said, so that's like eight years, and you've used 75%? I think if we do the arithmetic, you've got a good two years left before you have to worry about mm-hmm. it. So. so then two weeks ago, I found out she had made an appointment to have her front brakes changed. And I said, you know what? I can do that. I'll just get the pads from Honda and I can do that. Pads are easy. So I get the pads from Honda. I jack the car up and I pull those brakes and at least half that material is still there. That pad, not even 50% has gone, I would say, roughly. I was so bent, I took pictures and I, I marked up the pictures. To, Here's the material on the new pad. Here's the material on the old pad. So it wasn't even down to 25. Oh, not even close. Wow. It wasn't even down to 50. Oh. And oh. this is nine or 10 months later. later. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh, my God. I was just living. I was so annoyed with the whole thing. I left a bunch of my tools in the sidewalk when I packed up to leave because I was just, I was in a state. 
So then go, you know, I said, well, okay, so cancel the break part of your appointment with Pacific Honda, ladies and gentlemen, just so you heard that clearly, Pacific Honda. (laughs) We go in there and I talk to the guy and, you know, you try to be nice because there's a possibility, I don't know what I'm talking about. Like, how do they measure or do they know something about brake wear that I've never suspected? Like, it goes super fast in the last quarter, like the gas in your tank goes to, no. I mean, I know that's a ridiculous proposition, but maybe there's something I just don't know. The guy says, oh, no. I said, because I pulled those brakes and they're not even close to down to 25%. And this is 10 months later. So what is going on? He says, well, there can be errors and, you know, measurement stuff like that. We measure quite precise, 30 millimeters. He gets just a bunch of stuff, right? And so I did that and went away. And then Angie got there a little later and we went back and uh, she pulls up the pictures that I sent her and I show the guy the picture and he looks at it. He says, oh no, I can see there's some wear there. That might be 30%. I said, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you going to tell me that that picture of the existing shoe shows the new pad has four times more material than that one? Are you really saying that? No answer, right? And I said, is there any customer loyalty or retention policy here? Like, can I get a freebie from your service manager? Because there's just no way this work is required. She's going to come in here and spend 300 bones getting these pads changed for no reason whatsoever. She's been coming here since that car was new. Oh, you'll have to talk to the service manager about that. I said, okay, so do the oil change. I also asked about... Synthetic oil. But the point of this rant is if you are going to take your car to a dealer, to anybody, the first part, a mechanic that you can trust is like gold. If you find a mechanic that you can trust, tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your kids, because they're gold. (laughs) The other thing, if you're having work with somebody you don't know very well, do ask for the parts. It's awkward. It's embarrassing. You feel kind of foolish. And you don't even know whether you're going to get the parts that came out of your car. Yeah, exactly. Like for all I know, they got a bunch of worn out brake pads in the back of Pacific Honda. <laughs> Say that again. From Pacific Honda. <laughs> yeah. That are, that are just worn right completely out. And they're going to say, oh, these are the ones we took out of your car. You can see. But I just, you know, if you find a mechanic you trust, you hmm. buy that guy turkey at Christmas you make sure and find out when that person's birth, her, his or her birthday is and send them a card because what a racket. I will say that the cost of an oil change was 100 bucks, which sounds high, but it's synthetic oil. Mm-hmm. And 50 bucks of that was labor. The takeaway for me is, man, I sure wish I could get synthetic oil mm-hmm. for 50 bucks for four and a half liters. That'd be awesome. Because it's pretty expensive. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's pretty I don't expensive. use that stuff. And the car is designed to run on it. And that was another thing too. Like she's getting, oh my God. She's getting oil changes twice a year. And so I asked the guy, well, so is there any mileage component to when an oil change is required? And he said, well, it depends on how the car is being used. Yeah. Is there is there a mileage component depending on use? Well, it should be between, you know, seven and 12,000 kilometers. So this is an 88 CRV with 90,000 kilometers on it. So she's racking up 11,000 a year, which suggests that it's probably not being driven. Very much. Maybe one oil change a year instead Maybe of two. Maybe one oil change. You know, in other words, half the oil changes she's had over those eight years, that's about 800 bucks unnecessary spend. Yeah. And, it, you know, 
if you want to get all environmental on somebody's ass, start with car dealerships because apparently they're throwing away a lot of not very used oil and parts and everything else. God damn it. Damn it. So there. Pacific <laughs> Honda, ladies and gentlemen. More upbeat mechanic that you can trust like gold. Hey, like I got my truck back. Gold. Did you oh, see it out there? I did not. I got it back, yeah. What did so. you get done to it? The bumper and the damage, but the, he did uh, sort of my door and the gas tank. There was a leak in the gas tank, don't you know? So. Why was there a leak? Isn't that gas tank relatively new? No. Yeah, well, it's a 1974. No, but I thought you'd replace the tank sometime in the last five years. No, no. I think it got, I think I didn't come with a gas tank when I towed it out of the States in 99. And they found one, but it's a 74, and it has these, just the flange, you know, the two tops of the tank meet like this. Yeah. And there's a f- yeah. little metal. It's a weld. Yeah. It's a weld. Well, they had bent that so it could fit in all oh, the way around. Split the weld. No, no, no. I don't think, it was something else. It was, I don't know, it seemed to be above that. It was just a little hole, and it was probably because of, it hit something it wasn't right on there or anything. Well, so he just... Uh, yeah, the only reason I kind of ask is if it's a hole caused by friction, like vibration, parts mm-hmm. rubbing, yeah. you can expect more leaks. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Oh, indeed. So I was wondering... About anyway, he, he just... he just uh, I think he just epoxied it somehow. Ooh. Well, instead wow. of, you know, 900 no, I just plus made, shipping. I just made that noise because in the days of my earlier youth... I'm in the first blush of my middle youth, for the record. Of course you are. My earlier youth, I tried, I don't know how many different varieties of crap to stop gas leaks and tanks and stuff. And nothing ever ever worked. Like gasoline is a solvent and just totally nothing. Eats anything. So if the guy's able to fix it with epoxy, I'm pretty impressed. Well, he's a boat boat guy too, so he has all that stuff. Anyway, so I was pleased with all his work, and he was good. I mean, it took kind of forever, but, you know, I'd phone him, say, I phoned him, I don't know, about three weeks ago, said, uh, Mike, I'm, I really need to get my truck back. I'm getting pretty anxious about it. Oh, he says, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, you're just going to just take your time. I wasn't sure what he meant by that. Well, yeah. springtime is for internationals, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. It's just... Oh, yeah, you know, but I think he's, like most of them, you just, if somebody isn't bugging you, you move on to the next yacht, right, is, which yep. is what he works on, or yeah, the squeaky wheel gets the grease, That's I guess. That's right, yeah. Anyway, happy to have it back. No, my poor door, though, he fixed, he, he did a hinge on it, which was a major problem, but it still doesn't close. I mean, it sits, now the door is solid. But I gotta. It doesn't latch. Oh, so you've come to a latch thing instead. Yeah, and he he took the whole thing apart. He says, and he says it'll close, but you just gotta slam the shit out of it. And I don't want to do that no. because you'll be getting new glass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what I'll do. But now let's see, Candace. Thank you for tolerating all that stupid car talk. I have I, some car stories. Oh, do you? Oh, good. It's too far to go. Too far. Well, we have gas problems. <laughs> what? <laughs> Your car. <laughs> the car. Leaking. Like everybody gas else tank. does. <laughs> oh, do you? Oh, yeah. What kind of car? How old? And, uh, uh, 2000 Acura. Ooh, and the gas it? tank is leaking. It's for sure the tank? We've had two people look at it. And, and you're right. 
a good mechanic is gold. And yeah. we have one of those. Do you? Good. Absolutely. And what's... But because we have so much salt, yeah, the rust, even though we've crowned, protected the car with the oil coating all the years we've had it, uh, no one wants to touch it because they can't tell you how much the labor would be to take the gas tank off and put the new one on because of the amount of rust. Oh, they're that afraid if, be they, if they start, it'll all just go. Yeah, you don't know what you're... So we can only feel it half full. <laughs> That's the solution. That's the solution we're going with. <laughs> I think you should And get... we got to do brakes too. <laughs> well, brakes, brakes that old should be pretty okay. Oh, no, we've had them done before. Yeah, they should be okay. I got to do my daughter's brakes on her 04 mm. Cavalier. Mm. Drum brakes. I don't know when the last time I did drum brakes was. Wow. It's a long time. On the back, yeah. front or disc, the back or drums. But you're lucky here. Your cars will last a lot longer. Out east, your cars, unless yeah. you crown them, they don't last at yeah. all. It's the they same as where we away. grew up. Eh? They yeah. just in Rossland, everywhere beyond hope, so to speak, mm-hmm. just eats cars. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's funny too. In that same Pacific Honda, they have a car turned on its side to show you undercoating. Oh, yes. I thought undercoating was now just something comedians referred to in mm-hmm. terms of cheesy sales pitches. Mm. But it's still really a deal. There's still, you know. It's, it it made a huge difference in this car. Well, there you go. Because the salt that they use in, in eastern Canada is quite a bit. And in Ottawa, with all the ice storms and whatnot, that... Well, they've really substituted salt for sand completely, right? They used to put sand on the roads mm-hmm. and some genius somewhere, some egghead, some pointy-headed pencil pusher, <laughs> channeling Don Cherry, figured they out. they use a, uh, a, a liquid of some sort, a yeah, blend of stuff Yeah, it's like urea, yeah. that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, they we do saw that, that up, we were up in the island and they had yeah. that. You could see they'd put some on the road. Yeah, but they've, they've figured out that that stuff doesn't have to be washed off later on mm. and doesn't leave messy residue all over the place. Mm. It kills whatever the God mm-hmm. knows what it kills when it mm-hmm. runs into the water system and it eats the hell out of your car's frame and everything. Mm-hmm. But it's way easier than trying to source and store and distribute sand and gravel, mm-hmm. just way easier. Mm-hmm. So thank you. That's right. You see that here all the time in the winter yeah. when it's cold. If you walk down to the drive, you can see at the corners where people have to stop mm-hmm. that somebody sprayed something. Yes. Yeah. It's not, you don't, I mean, sometimes you see that the salt trucks go by. But. I say thank you, pointy-headed pencil pusher mm-hmm. for that. Hey, what? Another thing about my gas tank: the guy uh, uh, wired the sending unit. Woohoo! So suddenly, I might get a gas gauge. He didn't hook it oh. up to the <laughs> to the actual to the front. meter, but he said the wires are there. They're right under the rug. If you want to figure cool. that out, I thought that'll be cool. something new. Twenty years later, yeah, no, that would be good. I, I'm I'm in favor of working gas gauges. Sure, saves a lot of mental <laughs> arithmetic. That's for sure. <laughs> Oh, I've got my little magnets yeah. right above the odometer, yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. Just like. So I'm just looking through our show notes here, and all I see on here, KJ, the national anthem. But what? Is it how to get rid of earworms? The Archie's sugar sugar? My God. Is like the definition of earworm. Oh, see now all the, we're trying to hold on to you listeners here. You're you're killing us. You're infecting thirty or forty people. 
So the cure we were told last time we sat in this room was the national anthem. I think you said that, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Why is it uh, sung? What? What? Yeah. Why, why do is they, it sung? Yeah. Why did they do the whole uh, hockey? Doesn't is hockey? I am appalled. I mean, America. We appalled. understand that, but why is there uh, the the sh- showing the colors? Why do we do the colors at the beginning of a hockey game? Okay, I get that. No, I'm not even sure about the national anthem. Ba ba ba. Candice, you want to feel this one? I don't know if I can. I don't know if I feel up to to handling this in some kind of like. Do we get it at um? Let's say uh. High high school, like the beginning of a bond spiel. No, because bond spiels don't have a thing where all the players are massed at the beginning and they don't have that kind okay. of formal kickoff. So no. What about a volleyball game in high school? No, same thing. No. Same thing. If it's a volleyball game where it's the provincial finals, bet you you do. Yeah. Because there's a whole bunch of spectators. If there's a big crowd of people and an event is being kicked off, Odds are good you're going to hear the anthem. Did we have the national anthem at Junior B games in Rosalind? Yes, we absolutely yes, did. I can't tell I you how many of those. Yeah, yeah, I can't tell you how many of those I stood through. And in America, we had to hear the stupid American anthem too. I mean, the American anthem that we all love and know the lyrics to at least as well as we know the Canadian. <laughs> but then when you hear it, doesn't it make you feel patriotic? Oh my God, no. Really? Oh, I'm very you're against the anthem. I'm kind of against patriotism because. Just because it's a spin-off of capitalism. How about that? <laughs> I don't I don't agree with the war machine. Whoa. So you associate no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it. Well you can. I mean I'm because not. I don't I don't even my idea isn't solid, so but I I'm a No, I mean I think I'd try to make an argument that suggests a country that is not in favor of capitalism, that is in favor of socialism or communism or any other ism. Oh, they probably sing even louder. They have natural anthems just the same way we do. (laughs) Natural anthems. A lot of them are pretty dumb, even dumber than ours. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of them are holdouts from colonial days, and there they are singing them anyway. So that's that. It's just supposed to be a unifying thing where we celebrate our shared beliefs, morals, thoughts that's all it's supposed to be supposed to make you feel like okay now we're in this place we're going to behave ourselves we're going to not riot we're not going to poke our neighbor's eye out when their team scores a goal we're part of canada damn it we don't do that kind of stuff the national anthem does all that i think that's the intent yeah it's to it's to celebrate and and to attempt to reinforce the idea that we're all part of the same larger group and it is partly so that you don't kind of lose track of what's expected of you in a public place in this country. Okay. I just made most of that up, but I'm pretty sure yeah, that's what Yeah, okay. And, and so what about um, soccer songs? Like, like who, uh, Well, I think uh, what you would in, find... English, British, European. Yes, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> I think you'll find... I wouldn't be surprised if there are some places where they've banned the singing of those songs because they're so partisan and so inflammatory and result in so much civil disobedience. But talk about getting the group together to... Oh, yeah. Super duper. So I understand your point, which is we shouldn't necessarily be singing anthems in order to wall our country off from the rest of the world. And Mm -hmm. I, I would like to believe that's not necessarily why we're doing it. 
You know, like we're not trying to sing the anthem to say Canada is great and everybody else is turds. Yes, yes, yes. I agree. I agree. I don't. I don't want to be doing that. I was just thinking though. Um, what if we? What if everybody just sang "When You Walk Through a Storm" as their national anthem? Right. Well, I mean, like if you if you think about hooligan songs, like that's one of the big ones, what's right? The, what's the national anthem of Australia? Do you guys? Is it Waltzing Matilda? I think it is. Could be. And Waltzing Matilda is pretty much a hooligan song, right? In origin, I think. God, I'm just winging it today. I don't really know whether that's true. The national is Waltzing Matilda? I think we have to go to Dr. Google. better Google Google it, yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll take a moment because I think I'm way out on a pretty shaky limb here. Well, I'm I'm. When did we uh, adopt the national anthem? You mean like O Canada, correct? I think we adopted it in 64 when we got the uh, flag. The flag? No, no, was no. Was it before that? <laughs> Way long before? Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if it was um, even before 49 when Newfoundland joined. I was probably, yes, for sure. They would have, oh See, no, it was God Save the Queen. It was God Save the Queen, yeah. Until? We sang both at school. Yes. I always well, thought the national anthem had something to do with uh, the Second World War. And that people came to, we came together to fight the war. And because of our commitment to the war, we now live in a country that is more free than if we hadn't won the war. So it was in recognition of those people standing up and fighting so we could live in a country that was free. Yeah, yeah. But did we go back to um, the First World War? So I've looked up here on Wikipedia and... um the original lyrics were in French, Calixa Lavalle, I think I've heard that name before, in 1880, composed the original uh, music, after which words were written by the poet and judge Sir Adolf, Adolphe Bézier Routhier. The original lyrics were in French, and English translation was published in 1906. Multiple English versions ensued, with Robert Stanley Weir's version in 1908 gaining the most popularity, eventually serving as the basis for the official lyrics enacted by parliament so that was 1908 oh wow before anyone so it was before Before and the reason we sang uh, god save the queen and everything (laughs) because the dominion of great britain until whatever a long time and we did that to signify our allegiance yes 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 yeah i get that so i don't know i mean all my made-up crap aside i don't really know for sure why we have to do it. I don't even know if it's a law that you have to do it if you assemble in public. I don't know. For instance, it's not sung at the beginning of the sun run. <laughs> 50,000 people standing on Georgia waiting to run 10 right. clicks. They don't sing the anthem there. Why not? I don't think they do. Uh, I anyways, hope they don't. <laughs> they might. Let me just... But we don't know who's running. They're not all Canadians. When you're playing a hockey game, you're usually playing a country against or... A team against another team. Yeah, it's teams, yeah. It's teams. That's a just, run is a run. It's everybody who yeah. qualified. They could be from Finland. They could be anywhere. They could be Nobody from even Kenya. on hockey teams. Pardon me? The hockey teams? <laughs> but at curling, don't they do something when they win? When they get the stuff out, don't they do something? I can't remember. I don't know. In the Olympics, they do. In the Olympics, they do, yeah. Not at a bond spiel, as far as but, I know. But what about the briar? I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Me neither. They usually pipe somebody in at the beginning of the briar, That's don't right. they? Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. So I'll just say national anthem of Australia is Advance Australia Fair. Waltzy Matilda. 
It is not Waltzing Matilda, and I'm I'm sung, sad. Sung to the tune of Waltzing Matilda. <laughs> I'm sad and disappointed that I should have been so ignorant. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. know about you guys, but my vote is with Waltzing Matilda. <laughs> <laughs> and the lyrics are suitably stirring, you know. Something to do with trampling our enemies and whatever. I don't know. Saving the oil. <laughs> Wallabies. Almost certainly wallabies are worked in wallabies there. Wallabies and oil. That's all we care about, really. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. What else we got on our minds? We can, re- we can revisit that another time. I'll look more on that, Skinny, and, and hone my ideas about it. But I, I, I'm not even sure if that's why I wrote it down. It might have had to do with my special island wasn't going to have any advertising on the hockey rink. <laughs> Uh, I think probably it had to do with the very weak singing that occurs regularly at Flames home games. <laughs> Sorry, whatever cute, adorable young woman who does that singing, but I don't but think I you're going to become the magic talisman that leads the claims, the Flames to the cup. It's just not going to happen. No, I didn't watch it. When's the Canucks home opener? Tonight? I don't know. Soon. Soon, and they'll announce the captain. Isn't that exciting? I'm stoked. I had trouble sleeping last night. I bet you did. <laughs> Not even. God. Um, no. Maybe things will take off after opening night. Oh, are you are you disappointed with how it's gone so far? So far. I see. Instant gratification kind of a... Hey, listen. When you're looking into the national anthem... Yeah. <laughs> instant gratification. Yeah. He's, <laughs> kind he, of guy, yeah. He needs to go on a, you know, 82-game winning streak before he's going to believe. Um. When you're looking, give you the senators. <laughs> yeah, really. No kidding. Thanks so much. No. <laughs> Just no. Actually, if you could give us the senators without their owner, I, we can talk. <laughs> but if the owner has to come with, forget it. Yeah. I just don't. That guy's just a complete loose cannon. Jesus. They did a billboard with uh, something about Melnick. Melnick, is that how you say his yeah, name? Yeah, Melnick. Yeah, I, and I it was I, put, uh, some fans, I guess, it was get rid of Melnick, yeah. and then it was taken down <laughs> yeah. within I, 24 hours I think something. I saw that on, mm-hmm. uh, somewhere in my social media yeah, feed. Yeah, he's not yeah. well liked. No, because he's just a wingnut. He's yeah. an absolute wingnut. Um, when you're looking into the national anthems, find out if there's a law associated with singing it. Oh. Like, do we have to? Are we compelled to? Because I, I bet you there is. And I... I'm going to say, I think maybe they do sing it at the beginning of the sun run after all, because I've done that a couple of times and I think they do sing it or play it at least. Uh, And so we can, we can have a, and all you listeners out there who know the answers to these and other burning questions, please, please. Write us a letter. Send us a note. Skywriter. What else do we have? Anything? Candace, you want to shout out anybody? Do you want to tell your daughter what you think about her suggestion that you appear here? Mm, no. Is that because I already did that. Oh, but that was private. I listen to them. I take their information and I digest it and then I make my decision. Well, you and you're sh- here. You and I'm here. Sh- you could share with everyone, though. Uh. Was this the biggest mistake you've made on this trip? Was no. It- <laughs> you've made others. I haven't made any. <laughs> I tried. tried. (laughs) Well, okay. I think we are uh, coming to the end of our resources here for conversation. I think that's all for this episode. Thank you, Candice, so much for coming in. What a pleasure. Yeah, what a pleasure. (laughs) 
you know, tell your friends you are now famous. <laughs> very few people have sat in that seat. Very few. Thank you for having me. We're really glad you could be here. And I think your daughter was right to tell you. I don't know what you think, but I think they were right. So thank your daughter for us. Otherwise, you will do. would have probably passed. <laughs> it seems to me I recall your initial response was pretty adamant. Actually, very adamant. <laughs> no, 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 she says. No, we won't be doing <laughs> There is going to be a gathering at Christina Lake next year. You guys have heard of that? Christina? No. Nope. I think Jutes are organizing something. That's Jute. Uh, uh, Richie says hi. Hi. And skin as well, of course, he says. Yeah, right. (laughs) He does. Distant afterthought. Oh, and yeah, skin too, yeah. (laughs) Ida Canis and skin. Oh, and skin, I suppose. (laughs) There you go. It's a love-hate relationship, I take it. Thanks for coming in. That's all we got time for today, as they say on TV. Actually, we got endless amounts of time, but we're tired. We're all tired. We're ready to nap. Spent. So we'll let you all go. We hope you all come back again. In the meantime, take care of yourselves. Make sure and take care of the people that you love, in the hope, in some cases faint, that the people you love will love you back. <laughs> oh. And we'll talk to you then. Thanks a lot. Bye. Ciao.